as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Impala Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot And I'm Andy Wilson, also a Big Shiny Robot And this week, you know, we've only got one film for you. It's uh, Sully, which kind of tells the true story of Captain Chesley Sullenberger Who was the... Uh, became famous for landing his uh, plane in the Hudson River. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second, because it's actually it's really, really good, and in my opinion, uh, one of Clint Eastwood's probably best movies that I can think of in the last five years. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, I would agree. I would yeah. absolutely agree. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun, though. This uh, tells the story again of how uh, their plane took off from LaGuardia, hit a bunch of Canadian geese, and both engines failed. So he was uh, Captain Sully trying to get the plane landed safely, uh, ended up having to go into the Hudson River. And the story kind of flash, flashes around between the investigation of by the airline company and the insurance company and the government about whether or not he could or couldn't get to uh, the uh, airports or not, while he's saying, no, there's no way I had to land in the river, otherwise we would have crashed and everyone would have died. Uh, and then it also flashes back to the actual event of his trying to land the plane and everyone going crazy, uh, trying to keep everyone calm uh, and again successfully being the hero of the day and pretty much saving every you know all 155 people uh, on board. So uh, yeah, it, it's very very well done. It's very well shot. Uh, Tom Hanks is absolutely fantastic as Captain Sully. Aaron Eckhart is his uh, first um, first officer. Jeff Skiles, he's great. Uh, and what's really really fun about these two actors is they really disappeared their roles. And they do it so flawlessly. It doesn't feel like you're watching someone act. You're just—it feels like you're watching the events unfold as they did in real life. And uh, if anything, definitely go see this for those two performances. They do a fantastic job. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised to see their names pop up in award season. But I mean, overall, it's just—it's a well-done movie. I mean, they've been doing trailers for it for—they've been pushing this movie hard for the last two months to the point where like, I just didn't care. But no, it's—it's it's definitely uh-huh. the uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, I really liked it. I I was worried because Eastwood has been really uneven in, as you said, the last several years. And I was worried, like, which Clint Eastwood are we going to see? Are we going to see Unforgiven, Mystic River, Hollywood legend Clint Eastwood? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to see the guy who yelled at a chair four years ago on, on live TV, you know, yeah. like, and, and I feel like this movie actually gives us both the, the way he puts together so many of these sequences, they are gripping and you feel the tension and it's, it's really well done and well paced and, and they add layer upon layer upon layer here by telling the story out of sequence. The, mm-hmm. I mean, the movie. The movie starts with uh, this. Shouldn't be a spoiler, but uh, you know, Sully having you know a nightmare of what would have happened if they would have crashed into downtown New York. Um, you know, it really sets the stakes of what was going on here, and uh, over and over, he he keeps flashing back to this moment. And uh, and you really feel that you really understand how much of a miracle that this was, and and so the storytelling uh, is very adept at at building those layers. Now, the downside of it was I feel like 
because they chose to tell this story out of order, the transitions between set piece to set piece were really uneven and sometimes kind of jarring. And uh, I so the the execution for each individual vignette was very good, but they were arranged very strangely. It's it's like going and eating this amazing nine course dinner where they serve you the courses out of order and it, mm-hmm. they don't they don't make sense. It's like why did you make that wine pairing with this uh, with this appetizer? And and so it's it's those little things that I think were the downfall here, but the the basics of the movie are so good that it overcomes that and and so overall i think that this this rates really highly up there with uh all of eastwood's work and um and and certainly better than american sniper which you may remember was one of my least favorite movies (laughs) of, of 2015 so uh yeah and it's funny you mentioned that because the it does kind of get long on the tooth with all the flashbacks, uh, and there were a couple that weren't necessary. There was a, you know, they're, they're trying to drive home the fact that uh, Sully has been flying his whole life ever since he was a kid. So you get a two-minute thing scene of him flying a one-prop plane with, like, I think, is a. Uh, it didn't really say who it was was his dad Prop or was Buster. it? Yeah, Buster, I don't know. Yeah, it was, or yeah. someone who's going to hire him or something. But it was basically showing him how he learned to become a pilot, and then later on he's he's jogging and it flashes back to when he's landing. A plane in the army or the air force, and it's a you know the engine's going out just to land it quickly. We we get the fact this guy's been doing it his whole life. In fact, he's many times mentions that he's safely delivered over a million passengers while he's been an airline pilot. So that that wasn't really there. And even though the movie only clocks in at ninety six minutes, there were a couple times when it felt a little long. And I think it yeah. was because they kind of re like you see some of the same scenes over and over and over again. I mean, you see the crash water landing at least twice. Uh, and again, it, it it does a good job of driving that tension to where even though we know how it's going to turn out, we know everyone got out safely, we know no one was hurt, it's still tense and it was still really gripping. But yeah, the tonally it's off somewhat. But I, I, I'm, I really am nitpicking because I did enjoy the movie a lot. But yeah. really, you're going to go see this for the acting because, uh, like I said before, Tom Hanks and Aaron Eckhart just completely they embody these roles 100% and it's just, it's just a joy to watch someone who's that good at their job uh, do it so well. Yeah, and, and Tom Hanks is always able to bring that sort of everyman-ism to all of his roles and that works so well here. Driving home this point that what was really miraculous about the miracle on the Hudson is you just had 155 people in an extraordinary situation who all chose to do the right thing at the right time and uh and then everything turned out okay because normal people did the most extraordinary thing which was act calmly and rationally and take care of one another that doesn't happen all the time usually you know crisis situations people panic and these people didn't and everybody got out alive and and it was great and uh you really feel that pathos and that humanity and and i remember uh you know when this happened eight years ago uh, how how that certainly felt it's like man we really need a hero like 
like Sully Sullenberger. We we just need a guy who's like, oh shucks, I was just doing my job, and he was just doing his job, and that's what makes it so right. Um, uh, to nitpick again a little bit here, uh, while I think Eastwood was definitely lauding that uh, the heroism of the common man, uh, I think he he also ends up getting up on his soapbox a little bit too much here uh, with kind of taking the government to task and oh you big mean government and if you investigators would just stop being so mean to Sully Sullenberger then uh you know then things would would turn out right and oh you mean government how dare you second guess this hero and it's like dude okay it's it's not just the government investigators it's the yeah, insurance it insurance, it's the insurance company it's like let, let's Let's, let's take it a step back here. We can <laughs> this. Uh, so again, it's it's that little bit of angry Clint Eastwood yelling at a chair um, that threatens this movie just the tiniest little bit. But but so much of it is so good that that even that can't uh, can't turn this away. Yeah, and actually the uh, the NTSB they got to see an early uh, screening of it, and they were they were kind of upset because. Uh, they were just doing their job and trying to figure out what happened. And, and like you said, it's Eastwood yelling at a chair and making them out to be more of the bad guys. And I guess originally uh, they were going to use their the, the their real names. Uh-huh. And, and Tom Hanks was like, no, you can't do that because <laughs> you're making these people look like they're the bad guys. And But to be fair, though, you know, even during the movie, uh, Sully never I – mean, he, he even says specifically, like, hey, they're just doing their job and trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and – so even in the movie, he doesn't really blame them he, for being the quote unquote the bad guys because that's yeah. kind of what they have to do is figure out you know you because if you look at it from their point of view, hey, the simulator said yes, you could get back to the airport. Um, the live action, the, the, the pilot simulator says it. So you put 154 people and yourselves lives on the line um, when you could you should just follow protocol. And so from their point of view, they do have to kind of dive in and figure out what happened. Yeah. So it's. It's it's understandable, and of course, if they hadn't created these antagonists, then we wouldn't have had the same movie. Exactly. And so, and so they took some poetic license, and that's fine. And and I I understand it. And it's a again another example of Tom Hanks's fingerprints being all over this movie, as much as Clint Eastwood's were. Like Tom Hanks understood you need to have a lighter touch and lighter feel with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was evident through this entire thing. And, and I praise Eastwood for his direction, but Hanks is really the center of this movie. And then Eckhart comes in, and they're like this perfect one-two punch where Sully is the... Uh, he's... He's the everyman just doing his job with humble aw shucks attitude, and then Eckhart gets to be the wiseacre sidekick with all the funny lines, uh, who's able to lighten up this somewhat bleak narrative sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I actually the one last thing I'll <clears throat> I'll nitpick about, and then I'll be done with it. Uh, I hated the ending. It just you know they make there's a, a joke's made, and then. It cuts to black, and then there's a little paragraph saying what happened. And I was like, dude, you, you could have done better. Now, I did like the fact that the, during the credits, they did have uh, the, the crew members, everyone who's on board uh, the flight, all meeting back with Sully, 
um, I think around the actual plane and just kind of reminiscing about what had happened. So that was that was kind of cool, but the, the ending definitely needed some work. But again, nitpicking because overall it's a really good movie. Uh, I'm at an 8 out of 10 because uh, I did really like it and I think we'll definitely see uh, Tom Hanks and maybe Eckhart's name pop up uh, a few months down the road. We'll see. I, I mean, I really thought Tom Hanks had it in the bag for Bridge of Spies and this was almost as good. Uh, I'm, I'm at just a little lower. I'm at a 7 out of 10, uh, but definitely go see this. And it's a, in a time when there is so much crap coming out in the theater right now, Sully is something that you can bet on to deliver you a, a, you know, a pretty good time. And it'll work for a lot of different age groups. I, I should mention, I took my 8-year-old son to go see this. He wanted to go see this movie with me. He enjoyed it. Uh, so I think that, you know, people from from 8 to 80 could definitely enjoy this movie. So it's got a really broad range of appeal. Yeah, and like, like you said, it's nice to finally get out of the doldrums of the dumping grounds of August and September and actually get into something worth watching. But uh, yeah, that's, that's about it for this week. Again, it was only one movie, so not too much to go over, but definitely a high recommend from both of us. Uh, next week, though, we've got Snowden, uh, Bridget Jones' Baby, and also the uh, Blair Witch sequel, just titled Blair Witch, that they kept under wraps for months and months and months, and then finally revealed at Comic-Con and uh, said, oh, hey, guess what? This is actually what's going on. So uh, the first Blair Witch project is the reason why I don't go camping. So I, And the trailer for this doesn't look like it's going to change my mind much. Uh, but, Andy, you were telling me something about Snowden. They're doing like a, a Fathom event, I think. Yeah, check this out. Uh, if you go on Wednesday night, check your local listings, uh, or actually just go to Fathom Events and check out what they have going on and where they're playing this, uh, you'll get to see the movie a couple of days early from everyone else, and they will have a special live stream from Moscow with Edward Snowden and Oliver Stone. So uh, you'll be able to see the movie and hear directly from them. Uh, which I think is extremely interesting. Uh, love him or hate him, Snowden is certainly consequential, and uh, I think this movie has a lot to say. And I'm really interested in what they're going to what they're going to deliver to us. Cool. Well, again, that'll take us up to the end of this week. So until next time, hail Satan and have a lovely. Punk ass tripping, but it's alright.